You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with David Dobbins. Hey. Every time I say David Dobbins, I want to say something like Dobby or something from Harry Potter for some reason. I've been called worse. I've been called everything from Double D, Dobber, Dobbins, you know, any spinoff you can think of. People call me that. and It's, it's all good. You're the Dobbler theory. Yes, sir. Well, now we got to think of something for the Dobbler theory. So it's got to be badass, right? That's it, man. That is it. Well, our donuts are pretty badass. Um, you know, we do some pretty crazy things that are not really all that traditional. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's been a great, great experience. You know, we started a couple of years back. It just kind of came out of my mind as as a, as a thought, and then my wife got tired of hearing me talk about these crazy ideas and said, "Why don't you just start making them?" And then so we kind of uh, we threw some stuff together, kind of created some basic fundamental. Uh, staple menu items and then kind of took it from there and it's been pretty cool so now you own a just just a cart that you kind of push around and give like people desserts like donuts specifically or do you go out of that range a little bit yeah so we started out um as a, a pop-up tent and so we do events uh primarily donuts um but we do kind of we've come up with some stuff that are still in the donut genre, like a mac and cheese donut. So it's a, only a donut in the sense that the shape of it is round and has a hole in the middle, but uh, there's nothing sweet or, you know, dessert about it. It's, it's all, you know, cheese and macaroni. And um, we, we sell it with a, like a sriracha mayo dipping sauce or, you know, so that's definitely a savory type item, but we do try to focus on just donuts in general. And so we just, any type of, uh, we go for like a plated dessert on top of a donut is kind of our, our shtick that we use. And so there's really no, no rules to it other than it's a donut on the bottom and then everything else kind of comes from that. Now, all right. So when we talk about donuts, the combinations and the crazy ideas that you have, what's, so what makes you so different? Like wh besides just maybe doing a mac and cheese donut, but are, is it just because you're able to create what people want? Yeah, so we, we pretty much try to play off the fact of everybody's got a kid inside of them. So we kind of go with, uh, you know, what are some of the dessert or sweet ideas, some of the things that we used to like and enjoy when we were kids. So we do something as simple as like a peanut butter and jelly donut. Um, we do some stuff like a, a cookies and cream, which is one of our best sellers. And then something a little more exotic, like uh, a s'mores donut, which has multiple layers and components. And yeah, I made a s'mores a s'mores donut with a uh, uh, donut guy. I also tossed out a couple ideas too. But I get so many crazy combinations. I'm a very like clean eater, so when it comes to like cravings, I got that inner fat kid that just walks by. Like if you just took a bag of Doritos and dumped that on top of the cake, it would be amazing. That that sounds like a great great idea, actually. Something. You know, I've, I've heard of uh, people doing things with like flaming hot Cheetos and, you know, grinding those things up. And that would be a really cool idea for, uh, you know, a, a savory, you know, something like a powder to put on top of maybe some 
some Korean fried chicken or you bro. Know, if you like want to hear my ideas, dude, I can point. You <laughs> I, to, do. I do. I can, I do. I can point you to the podcast episode if you honestly think you could create them. But I had this one idea for a general so's donut. Apparently, it's oh. it's already been done, but not in the really? way I envisioned it. The way I envisioned it was the full donut was a glaze of that general so sauce, and then you oh. took. The freaking um, like the little uh, what do you call it? The, uh, what's that soup you always get? The wonton soup. Yes, the wonton the... soup. Those little wonton yep. chips they have. Yeah. You take yeah. those, crush them all up into a bowl, and use it as like a chip powder, and then sprinkle it on top of the donut. That's an amazing idea. We we do something like that, um, something along those lines. Anyway, we do one called the holy cannoli. So we basically deconstruct the cannoli. So we start out again with our base. Uh, light and fluffy uh, donut. We actually make all our donuts hot and fresh to order. So when somebody comes and gets one, the donut comes right out of the fryer, piping hot, and then we kind of build it up from there. So the holy cannoli has, we fill it, like we cut the hole out, and then we fill that hole in with filling. So you get, a lot of times you get a donut from someplace, there's like very little filling inside, so you're left with mostly dough. So we make sure that we don't uh, have that problem. So we fill that middle with a nice cold cannoli cream, and then we put some chocolate chips on top of that. We add some crushed up cannoli shells, you know, the, the shell from the cookie. And then we, we add some powdered sugar on top of that. So we kind of use that concept. We kind of build them all up the same type of way, you know, hot donut filling. And then we kind of layer up some other stuff on top, some crunch or some, uh, some you know, hot and cold uh, textures. We try to play around with textures, flavors, temperatures, and, and that kind of thing. Well, it's like for so long, we've been eating the same classic donuts. I mean, when I was a kid, I think we got the donut box or whatever. There was always like someone that wanted the chocolate, someone that wanted the vanilla, someone that wanted the glaze. And then there was the fucking brown sugar that like nobody wanted to touch <laughs> or like the normal one that nobody wanted to touch. Yep. yep. Like when I was a kid, it was chocolate donuts. I remember my dad going to 7-Eleven, grabbing one of those bags of chocolate donuts. And, you know, here's the donuts, the mini donuts. There's your breakfast for school or something. And as sure. I got older, my taste changed. I ended up trying, like a, uh, I guess, a powdered donut one day. I was like, wow, this is, this is dry as shit, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, a glaze was just revolutionary. I got stuck on those. But, I mean, they've been around the basic stuff. And then they ended up moving up where they started putting custards and stuff in them, like a nice Boston cream or sure. something with that, like, gush flavor where it's like biting into a gusher what have you kind of favored as a kid or like a best memory that you have with the donut so for me growing up i came from a, a large family so we were a blue collar family we didn't have a lot of as many of us grew up in the 70s we didn't have a lot of disposable income so you were stabbing people for food i got it yeah yeah something like that it was you know the bread the uh, bread ration lines were down the street and you only got gas on every other day yeah it was crazy you want that but, uh, donut you better take this elbow <laughs> yeah pretty much you know it was like the donut was like the special treat that you got so you know we we pretty much had back then like you said there was i remember there was a place called mickey's donuts in in the new jersey area and they sold the traditional Boston cream, the jelly donut, you know, those, those types of donuts. I still enjoy, frankly, a, just a plain cake donut. I'll get one every now and again from Dunkin' Donuts or, you know, some seasonal stuff like the apple cider ones you get at the, you know, the farmer's markets and all that in the fall. Are you a fan of the sprinkles on the donuts? Sure. Uh, so that we, we do one. We have a brand new donut that we just came out with called the birthday cake donut. 
So we fill it with uh, vanilla filling and then we put whipped cream and crushed up um, golden Oreo cookies on it and then a pile of rainbow sprinkles on top. So I think, you know, not only do we try to do things where we add flavors and textures and contrast, but color is a big part of what we try to do. We try to create um, beautiful you know, looking donuts. items. Yeah, because we all eat with our eyes. So the other the other really innovative thing that we do, we use the old carnival trick. So when we set up our, our tent at an event, um, or even if we're doing a wedding or a birthday party or anything like that, we'll set up a, uh, a table in the front of our stand and make a demo of each donut that we're making that day and kind of have them sitting on the table. And then the customers that walk by, whether they want one or not, initially, they a lot of times they, they just can't resist seeing something that, uh, you know, again, we eat with our eyes, so they see these works of art, and then they just, they can't resist. Well, it's got to look appetizing, but honestly, it's crazy, because when you get a box of donuts from, like, a Baskin Rob, not Baskin Robbins, a Dunkin' Donuts, or uh, I don't even know, whatever you want to say, like, a, a nice 7-Eleven one, if you want, they have some good ones sure. sometimes, sure. but when they get in the little bag and then you, you drive home or you take it to the office or something, it's all fucked up in the box. I mean, there's half the shits on the top of the box and the other half, like the donut <laughs> looks awful, sure. but you'll sure, eat sure. it anyway. So I'm like, yep. in society, we went from having really high standards on donuts. And now we're at a point where it's like, you want tricks in that donut? Bam. There you go. <laughs> you want your grandma's ashes in that donut? Bam. There you go. You're like, holy shit. We can really ask for whatever we want now. Uh, there are no rules to, and not only the donuts, but just uh, the, the, on the culinary scene in general, it seems like, you know, people are trying to continue to push the envelope and there's just no, you know, you take the basic concepts. Like I went to culinary school. I learned the French techniques of doing, uh, you know, making a certain pie or a cake or a, a pastry in general. And then you just take those base concepts. And then again, there's no rules. You just, push continue to push the envelope as far as you possibly can and uh, it seems like you know when someone else comes out with a great idea you kind of riff off of what they're doing and then kind of take that and spin it the way that you like or the way that you see and there's just there's no uh boundaries anymore it's just it's it's a great time to be alive to be honest what's the craziest combination you ever heard in a donut uh so we we have heard you know, i guess the the adding the meat uh idea to a donut say like uh, chicken i think the chicken and waffles is kind of like a really popular uh concept right now and i actually just saw uh, a kentucky fried chicken uh commercial just the other day and you know they got the guy that comes on talking about you know the colonel with his little jingle and then they're showing a, a glazed looks like a crispy cream donut with uh chicken strips on top and then that's probably the craziest uh concept i could say as far as a donut is concerned is to add the meats to what used to be a, a traditionally sweet idea and so we're we're actually working on some of those ideas because we're we're pretty excited to announce that we're we're coming out with a, our very first food truck uh, by the end of march beginning of april and so with that we'll actually have the ability to start adding meats to some of our donuts so we do have a couple that we've come out with for like a specific, like a, a birthday party that we did or uh, a catering. We, we came up with one called the Jersey Devil. So that's got cream cheese filling. We use a ghost pepper jelly and then we grill up some uh, Jersey pork roll, and put that on there. So, you know, stuff like that, I think you'll start to see in the future, you'll see donuts coming out with 
you know, combinations of meats and or dessert type items. So I think that's a, a pretty, uh, a pretty, th uh, something that's coming down the, in the near future. Have you, um, like when you customize your donuts or you make your orders, do you, um, are you able to do them on the spot or do you wish that someone would call ahead so you can actually craft out like a customized donut? Yeah. So for the most part, um, again, we put out our displays when we're selling. So 99 times out of a hundred, the people will come up and just order what they see or what they, they think. So they, they, they refer to us as the expert. So they'll kind of go with our flavor combinations and profiles that we come up with. But every now and again, somebody will come up with, hey, could you put this and do this and try that? And sometimes something like that, frankly, turns into um, one of our best sellers. And that's kind of where the holy cannoli was born. We were actually at one of our very first events uh, two years ago. And one of the other vendors had a bunch of leftover cannoli items. He had the cannoli shells. They were like smashed up in pieces in a box. And he had some leftover cannoli cream that he didn't sell. And so he's like, hey, I have an idea. Let's. Let's put this into a onto one of your donuts, and then ever since then, the holy cannoli was born. So, well, that's how uh, scientists create works of art, man. People, are like, <laughs> you're crazy putting all that in M80s and tying them together. It's like, but this mailbox <laughs> is about to blow the fuck up, so it's going to be. Yes, sir. Nice. Yes, sir. That's uh, some of the best things happen by you know accident, and uh, you know we we I always look for new ideas. I mean, probably eighty five or ninety percent of my you know thoughts maybe flops, but when you come up with one that just sticks and uh, the people enjoy it, it's just, there's no better feeling in the world, really. I love just thinking of ideas and stuff. Like what's some ideas that you've been kind of marinating on, but really haven't figured it out yet. So we're going to, again, come off of that uh, chicken and waffles uh, spoof. So I think we're going to go with, um, I always, as a kid enjoyed on Sunday mornings, having like pancakes with maple syrup and that kind of thing. It was something that, I always enjoyed, and then we'd have some, you know, bacon to kind of go with that. So I think we're gonna come up with a maple glazed donut, and then kind of go with. Uh, we're thinking of a Korean fried chicken, and then kind of have like a Korean fried chicken and waffles on top of a donut. So we're that's one of the things I'm toying around with. I think that um, it's a little tough with the meat and sweet ideas. A lot of times, again, I'll come up with a a menu item in my mind it's like the greatest thing ever and then i'll bring it to an event and i'll sell one <laughs> and so you put yourself out there and, and you don't always you know come up with a great idea but you know it, it, you got to keep on putting yourself out there so i don't know maybe that general so's chicken idea you mentioned earlier maybe maybe something like that we do have a huge asian population in the area there where you we go operate. dude so there you go you got to take that into account you know you really do see that's a that's an okay one i tossed out but i i tossed out one at one point use pineapple coconut and then maybe like a, a berry or something but like use like a coconut cream kind of glaze on top of the donut kind of like dip it so it's like glazed over in coconut then you do like banana chunks either inside of it or just do slices up top then you put like a drizzle of cinnamon or maybe uh a little like dab of like syrup on top of it, maybe add a couple blueberries or something, or maybe a kiwi, make it a little tropical, like I don't know, like a pina colada donut. So we, yeah, that's a, a great, a great point. So we do some seasonal stuff. So one of our, actually our best sellers, we call it the strawberry shorty. It's the riff on a strawberry shortcake. So we, we put a, a homemade uh, cream cheese filling and then we'll 
crush up some Walker's shortbread cookies. I don't know if you're familiar with those. They are amazing. They are. And then we'll, yeah, then we'll add some whipped cream and then some sliced fresh strawberries and put those on top. And then we'll add some strawberry syrup, kind of drizzle that over the top of it. But in the, in the spring and summer, people go gaga over the fresh fruit. We also do a, a riff on uh, the Southern uh, vanilla pudding. It's a dessert that, you know, you've probably had it a million times. You take vanilla wafer cookies, uh, vanilla pudding, whipped cream, throw it in the fridge, let it kind of solidify, add some um, fresh cut uh, bananas, and uh, away you go. And it's, it's a delicious dessert. So we have one of those. It's called the uh, Southern Bell. And so we, we always try to come up with, I've got probably 25 or 30 different Damn. Um, ideas and concepts, but we don't make them all. Some of them, they're just in my mind. And I'm like, I don't know if people will go for this, you know? Dude, I want you to make this idea. All right. So you buckle up. I, I, I really, really like that one. We would call that one something like a pina colada or, you know, kind of. Dude, no, it. I've already tossed out the name and it got shot down, but I think it's the best name. I said chaos in the Caribbean, dude. Oh, I like saying. that. Dude, I like that. I Either like that, actually. Chaos in the Caribbean or Tropical Trailblaze. You got to pick one, but I'm telling you, the Chaos in the Caribbean, all I'm thinking is a monkey just smoked crack and he's throwing coconuts. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's what awesome. you want. That, that would go good. We actually, we're, our, our new logo, actually, so the name of our business is Donut Evolution. And so um, we, we think that, you know, the donut has evolved. And so we, we put a uh, a, a cute little dinosaur biting a hole in a giant donut and that's kind of our our logo and our concept that we play off of so i think chaos in the caribbean and then a big giant uh cute little dinosaur biting into that that'd be a that'd be a great little spin i think that'd be awesome think we'll go dude. with that yeah what a, okay all right and then here's another one you could shoot it down if you want i really haven't came out with <laughs> it yet because you were saying the vanilla wafer thing and that's what i was going to end up using so what i was going to say is you take marshmallow fluff what you do is you can either insert it inside the donut or you can wrap it around, like make it like a, like a, like a spread all over the top and all around like the whole entire donut. So when you get it, you get that little bit of fluff on your hands. Um, maybe like refrigerate it so it's not so easily able to come off onto your fingertips. Do a drizzle of chocolate chips up top with a syrup glaze or you can do it a different way by taking crushed vanilla wafers or waffle cones. I was thinking Ooh, about waffle, waffle cone and you crush it up into a bowl. You insert, um, what do you call it? Uh, the marshmallow fluff inside the donut, kind of like a Boston cream is. Then you take a glaze or something like a nice, like sticky glaze and put on top of the outside. You wrap, like basically roll it around in that waffle crisp crumbs. And then I don't know, drizzle it with whatever you want. You could do a chocolate syrup. You could add maybe, um, like a, like a nice like spread of like, I don't know. They have, Reese's peanut butter whipped cream now. Sure. Oh man, that you're making my mouth water right now, dude. We um we do use fluff. Uh, our best-selling donut, our signature donut, is actually our s'mores donut. So obviously in that one we put uh, a chocolate filling. We use that uh, marshmallow fluff that you were talking about. We do crush up uh, graham cracker cookies, and then we put uh, the miniature Hershey's chocolate bars on top of that, and then a chocolate drizzle, and then. Uh, so since we already have a bunch of those ingredients, we kind of came up with the fluffernutter. So with that one, we, we take a peanut butter, we fill the donut with that, and then put that same marshmallow topping on top of that. And so we're always trying to kind of push the envelope with what we already have, and then kind of spin off of those 
ideas and, and flavorings and try to come up with something new. So I, I kind of like your fluff and chocolate chip and the waffle cone really has me intrigued because that's one I have not thought of yet. That's, that's great. We're always looking for that crunch factor and the waffle cone, I think. That's the best part on a donut because you're not expecting yeah. it. You like bite yeah, into man. a soft donut and you get a nice little crunch factor to it. It's like, you know, waking up and, you know, someone's shit in your bed and it wasn't you. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's a, it's a wonderful surprise and we're all about that. So. And I was thinking, like, I mean, nobody ever uses a jam anymore. Like, you know, you hear about the strawberry jam. So imagine using, like, a blueberry jam as a spread on top of a donut and then adding maybe, I don't know, like, uh, fresh blackberry. Or even if you want, you can even incorporate hmm, some shaved coconut. Like, just shave a little bit of the actual coconut. You don't have to use a cream or anything. Just shave some coconut on top of it. You know, get the shredded coconut all over it with the blueberry on it. Those two would complement each other perfectly. People got to understand that. Some of the flavors, when you look at their profiles, see, I study everything down to a nutrition basis. I'm kind of a health nut. So sure, I know sure. what tastes good. When I walk into the grocery stores, I actually go to the aisles like cherry, all these types of things that people are like, those are super strong. I'm like, but they have something that pairs with them. Most of the time, it's something you would never think goes with it. Sure. So that's that's one of the most difficult parts of creating uh, a good menu item is playing with a known flavor or something that you think uh, is good on, on itself, but combining that with something that may be mind-blowing or something that, uh, take for example, the uh, I've worked on a uh, Spanish food truck in the past, and they they had these empanadas where they used to stuff them with guava and then a cream, uh, like a cream cheese filling. And I had never had that combination before, but man, let me tell you what, after that thing would come out of the fryer piping hot and those two kind of going together, there was, it was just mind blowing. If so you to, to, soak the dough in something, does that make the flavor stick to it? Or how do you infuse like a powder or a drink or like a liquid into the dough? So we, I think the only way to realistically make that happen, um, at least currently, would be to put a glaze. So after, after you fry the donut up and you take it out of the oil, I think to dip it in some sort of a, uh, an infuse, a flavor-infused glaze would probably be the best way to make that happen. Um, although I know with um, like popcorns and potato chips and other things, they, they do add powders to you know to the mixes to kind of make those flavors so that's a great a great idea something i have not thought of um to add to impart flavor into the dough uh, we're a little bit limited on space so when we go to a, a food truck event you know we only have a set amount of space so we would try to maximize the amount of combinations based upon you know the little amount of space that we have so we try to use the same dough and then we kind of use that as a base for all the other combinations. So I feel like if we added um, powders and flavors into each individual dough, it may kind of limit, you know, the possibilities that you would have while you're at the events. But, you know, once we have a brick and mortar type setup, which is our goal in the future, then the possibilities are you know, limitless. So that's, that's something to think about, you know, in the future. I was thinking, cause I was like, has anybody ever completed, like I've, I've already done a s'mores donut with somebody. Um, we use like fresh actual campfire roasted marshmallow and like a, like a brown sugar coat. It works, but I'm thinking 
who the f- like who has invented a hot chocolate donut like hear me out here the sure. the powdered like kind of i guess sugar or whatever sugar i guess the hot, the hot chocolate mix use that and roll it around on top of that glaze and a light like or drizzle it even just so enough so you're not getting like it's all chalky in your throat or if you find a way to turn it into a glaze and spread it on top of a donut and then add some you know fresh marshmallow on top so like it's it brings back those memories of remember when you were playing as a kid and you came in from the snow and your mom had a nice warm hot cup of chocolate in front of you or you made it yourself sure yeah, um, we, we've tried playing around in the early days. That was one of the first donuts I, I spent months trying to perfect the chocolate cake donut. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, due to this day, I still cannot make that donut. Typically, they're made in, in a donut shop. They're used, uh, they use a liquid batter, and then they dispense it like more like a cake mix, like a liquidy cake mix. And then they, they use a, a device called a hopper and they dispense it into the oil. And yeah, so that's a cable package, isn't it? That's that. It's the yeah, hopper. It pretty, it pretty much is. You got to have that hopper. <laughs> that fucking commercial, dude. Uh, it's HDL a hopper. What do you say? It's the hopper. <laughs> you could tell you're from the East Coast if you remember that commercial. I think, uh, yeah, it's been quite a while since that, that thing was on. But um, That yeah, one and the freaking Geico one where he's like, I got you a dollar. And the girl goes to grab it, and she pulls it. Oh, he's going to be quicker so than that. Yeah. <laughs> he had a fishing pole, and he had the, the dollar on the end of the fishing pole. That was classic, man. He that looked was a like great one. Ben Stiller's dad. Right? He had those uh, hip waders on and, like, a fisherman uh, with a Gilligan hat. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good stuff, man. That's good stuff. You brought up a good point, though, a popcorn donut. Well, I think you just said popcorn, but I immediately went to donut. Like, imagine taking a donut, maybe getting something, I don't know, the easiest thing that doesn't have a whole lot of taste to make it sticky, crushing up a bunch of popcorn and drizzling it all over the donut and then adding caramel on top of it. Like, you want to talk about caramel corn, imagine that. But you could, instead of popcorn, regular popcorn or using butter, you could use something like, Maybe even buttered it for the donut to stick, but sure, sure. Adding a yeah. caramel kettle corn type mix to a donut. Ooh, I, kettle corn is pretty much to me is like uh, crack. I mean, it's that, the that only stuff. thing to eat out of fucking oh. the, the tub of whatever you get <laughs> from. Crap. You know, when you're you get that tub of popcorn for Christmas, where it's like I like the guy, but I'm not spending over five bucks. <laughs> so you just get that, and then they only eat certain sections. No one eats the cheese one. It's all like you no. either eat like, dude. There you go, right there. We talked about chip combinations. Take a donut and roll it in smart food popcorn, that white powder popcorn. <laughs> I actually do love that white cheddar. Smart it's good. Stuff, that right? shit it is really good. sticks to your fingers, though, so it'd be so easy to get it to stick. Yeah, so I, so the, we have to walk a line of coming up with creation. You know, the naming is actually a lot of the fun part of coming up with these ideas. But you know, we 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 tend to. Uh, gravitate towards a lot of the kids love our product right so I have some ideas sometimes and then the naming I had one I thought of an idea of you know coming up with something like popcorn potato chips pretzels all those kind of like salty snack type foods and then calling it like the white trash or something like that like a, a it won't, that won't work for the kids though no 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 so you got to be careful kind of what you come up with and then um, and the people just, they love the name is that's one of the, the aspects of the, of the 
whole entire experience that they really enjoy. So it's the reason why you picked out a cereal when you were a kid. If you're going to name that popcorn one, you just call it movie nights because it's supposed to be like you're enjoying <laughs> a movie. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I, so I'm really good at creating ideas and very good at naming things because my brain just is like one of those name generators where it's like you hit randomize and you get like goldfish unicorn three or something. My brain's just like, <laughs> let me pull out every single word in my head and just throw it together and see if it creates a nice name. That's awesome, man. And that's that's part of the creative process, man. No doubt about it. We think our names are funny, but my kid's going to have a ridiculous name. He's going to be Beowulf Michelangelo Jr. I like it, man. I like it. But, um, I mean, how difficult would you say it is to kind of keep your business going just with the amount of creation or ideas you have? Like, you're getting it started, but how did you even decide to branch off into the donut business? It's not super big just because of the factor of – People like the same shit all the time, even though we like yeah. coming up with these crazy combinations, but a nice mom and pop or a nice starting entrepreneur shop like yourself on this trying to get steam and get their name out there. For a lot of people, it's not them. I mean, for me, it is because I'm the guy that looks for that extra something. I'm that guy that looks, I'm not discrediting you at all, but when it comes to Krispy Kreme, when it comes to Dunkin' Donuts, these guys, like everyone sees that and goes, oh, I know they're good. I know they'll have what I want. It's like, but take the fucking shot to try something new. Yeah, man, that's, that's one of the biggest struggles to be honest with you is, you know, we, in the beginning, you know, it takes a lot of energy. Um, it takes a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of everything to kind of put yourself out there and, you know, put your thoughts into something concrete and something real. And so I remember in the early days in 2018, you know, we started this in the, the end of the summer in 2018 and we would do some events where the only people coming by were the other vendors that were at the event. And, you know, it was very disheartening when people would walk by and they would comment on the price of the item or they didn't kind of get what we were going for. They were asking, where's the jelly donut? Where's the glazed donut? We're like, no, these are, these are way better than what you're asking or, you know, just give us a chance. And hey, you know, sometimes you, Hey, I'm from Boston. You got a Boston cream donut over there? You got a, you got, you got a Boston cream? That's my Mark Wahlberg impression. Exactly, yeah. And, and people are, you know, they're so used to, you know, everybody. And I guess we're all guilty of it in a, in a certain sense. You know, we kind of have our own little routines and our own little ways of going about doing things. And so when something different or something unique or something odd comes out, um, you may be a little reluctant, unless you're someone like you or I who kind of, are adventurous. You know, I'm, I've always been an adventurous type of person eating and traveling and, and trying new things. And not everyone is cut from that same cloth. You know, I wonder if someone really tried to actually take the time to really show people that there's another way when it comes to food, like just trying something new or extraordinary and stop going on to the same case over and over again. But we've lived in a world for so long where people like what they like. I'm a I'm at fault for doing it myself too. But when I go out, if I'm going to spend money on something, I want to try something different than I've not really have known before. I'm used to eating the same meals every single day because I'm a big health nut. But when it comes to trying something exotic and actually spending money when I go out, I want a fucking experience. I want something that's going to like be like a kiss concert in my mouth or something. You know, you, you really got to enjoy those moments. And that's, that's, I think, the beauty of, you know, our generation and the younger generations. And, and you know, I have a daughter who's 13 and, and you know, the, the generations coming down past uh, that, 
I think that the food truck scene is giving people the opportunity to kind of try new exotic different things you know it used to be where you would go to a restaurant and you know take the traditional Jersey diner right you go in there you sit down the menu is 27 pages long there's 5,863 items in there you you get lost in how much stuff is in there but on a food truck you go there and it's hey I'm just going here for a donut and it may be you know, there may be 27 different styles and types of donuts, but they're all just donuts. You know, if you want to get um, a waffle, you may go to a waffle food truck and just try, you know, all these different crazy combinations of just waffles. And so I think yeah. the food truck scene is giving people that chance. Well, it's weird with food trucks. I've talked to a few people that own food trucks and see the combinations um, really that come out of the area. It brings a whole cultural experience, like based on like Philadelphia, they got a few things like I know um, steak and subs run by my buddy Vinny down there. Like he created, he has his cheesesteak shop. Like that's known Philly's known for the fucking cheesesteaks, you know? And then you got um, uh, Robert Dumont. Exactly. He's farmed to take, he's like farmed to food. So he goes to the farm, picks out the ingredients and makes China healthy catering events for people doing his food truck. And then you got, it's de depending on your area man and the people that you're dealing with but then you can also do the complete opposite where you're from a completely different area you come to a different location than where you're from maybe on the other side of the country and then start making food from where you're from and people are getting introduced to it and trying it new you know exploring i mean a, a, a dangerous adventure would be trying to give healthy options or vegan options to tennessee because they're all about barbecue but you yeah, know yeah, sometimes yeah. people want to try this thing but I think the main spark of food trucks is only because people are such in a rush that going into a building now is a fucking pain in the ass. Like sure. it's so easy to just pop up to a food truck and then grab a bite and then go off. We'll take a picture first and then eat it and then go off. But sure. I miss like, I remember going to like an old bakery or going into a gas station when I was little and smelling the fucking taquitos on the roaster, smelling the donuts when I walked in. Like an old bakery, like when you walk into the grocery aisle and you walk by the breads, you can fucking smell the raisin. You can smell all that. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what makes a fucking bakery. Like when you smell that, like with the door open, you don't have to play any music to let people in. You don't have to put any flashy lights. You just got a door that's open. Sign says open. You got maybe the FDA, the health code says like an A or a B. We're not gonna judge. Honestly, if it's a good if it's a good donut, it could say F. I don't care if I get some. Sure, sure. Yeah, and that's that's one of you know, again, going back to how we kind of came up with our business idea. We we try to take ideas and thoughts and uh flavors back to simpler times when we were kids. So exactly what you mentioned just a minute ago when when we were kids, we relied upon our smell, our sense of smell for a lot of different things when we were taking in, you know, a new restaurant or a new bakery. And so then you remember those great times when you were a kid. And then all these years later, you still have the, you know, memories, pictures, other things may fade away, but a, a smell or a scent from when you were a kid, it'll take you right back to that moment, man, right away. So if you smell something like cinnamon, like you go to a bagel shop and, you know, you smell a cinnamon raisin bagel coming out of the, of the oven, it just takes you right back to like the very first fond memory you ever had of a cinnamon raisin bagel. So we, we do that. So part of our concept is we, we set up our display, like, you know, you go to a food truck and typically you're like looking up into the window and you, know, you wait five minutes and then they kind of hand out your, your item out the window and you're down on the ground. So 
we we really like to be more intimate with our customers. So we set up on the ground level in our tents and even with our food truck. And the people, the customers that come and buy and interact with us, they get to watch the donuts being made. Then they actually watch us assemble their donut. It's more of an intimate experience for us and for them. Like the so ice cream kind of, man that used to have the little yeah. hot or the hot dog cart guy that used to have it right there. And he used to be standing at eye level with you. So he wasn't looking up at you. He wasn't looking down at you. He was just right there with you, you know, making it more relatable for the people. That's why people would just walk up and talk to him. Even trying to go to a carnival you brought up earlier, like the funnel cakes. That's a fucking pain because you're looking at the guy like, can I get a funnel cake? And you're staring up at him and he's judging you like, I know you're going to only eat half of this and then you're going to throw it in the fridge and then it's going to go to fucking waste. Yep. Yep. And that's, you know, that's the balance that we have to kind of uh, work within. So uh, in, in order to be taken a little more seriously, we have to go from the, the tent, the pop-up tent to a food truck and then eventually, you know, a brick and mortar. But in order, there's like a hierarchy amongst the, the food vendors. So they kind of look down upon you. It, you know, the food truckers look at a guy in a tent like you're, you know, you're a subpar. You're less than in the hierarchy. You're less than what they are. So um, in one sense, it may be difficult for you to get access to some of the more upscale businesses or some of the places where they have a, a nicer food truck event so that's kind of like a fine line that we're trying to walk between going or, or growing from our food tent to our food truck you know it's one of those things we're trying to find the happy medium to uh, kind of make everybody happy well it seems like the major thing that's going on nowadays where kids are wanting that nostalgia or kids are wanting that like old school classic relatable experience is because they got it taken away from them at a very young age as well mostly with the way the world works now you're exposed to so much at a young age you're basically your parents are working all the time you know it's not like back in the old days where everybody had a family meal that doesn't really happen so much anymore so all these kids millennials like myself that really want to kind of chase that nostalgia feel we're looking for something that might have been part of our childhood where we take a bite into it and you know we're wearing a big snow jacket or something with the hot chocolate donut we're doing something <laughs> yep. like yep. you know it's weird because the way i look at like things when you want to consider adding chips to a donut you basically consider it to be a powder or something that you can roll it in like a crumb base that's the best way to put on a chip so if you did that with like pretzels and then let's say you incorporated like marshmallow on top of it and added a little bit of red twizzlers that's a classic snack that kids used to love back in the day i mean it just taking a bite into it it's like oh this is the time i went to the movies and just got a bunch of stuff and added it together and everyone thought it was going to be disgusting but it was so good you know like you can do so much even if i don't know how but if you could make the donut like out of a waffle or make it like the waffle consistency without Dude, it's, it's crazy that you mentioned that because and my wife so sometimes i'll come home from an event we just had one this past weekend and frankly it was a bit of a flop we did an event up in brooklyn new york and we didn't do anywhere near as well as we thought we were going to do so we come back home and the good part is when it doesn't go as planned, you have a bunch of leftover items, right? So my wife being the uh, economically sound woman that she is, she takes the items that we have and she'll start playing around. She took our donut dough and started making everything bagel waffles with the donut dough. So she fires up the waffle, puts a bunch of everything seasoning on the donut dough, puts them on the waffle and away you go. And then we're having breakfast and, Here's this everything waffle 
it was it's phenomenal. I they mean, said it's, reduce, it's, reuse, recycle. You should turn the game on that one. Amen, brother. Amen. That's See, what I like is when we don't throw all the ingredients away. We use it for something different. And and she's and she came from she's from the Philippines. So uh, in a lot of the other cultures, people don't throw things away the way we will use every last ounce of something. You know, do not waste. And so we're big on on trying to figure out another way, another purpose, another use for these items. And so uh, as part of the food truck, uh, we're trying to expand our menu. And so we're trying to think of some ideas to, again, stick with the donut theme. And so having these donut waffle sandwiches is what I'm thinking. You know, I was, I came up with the idea with, with uh, Maria, my wife, I said, Hey, well, what if we did a pork roll, egg and cheese on an everything waffle? That's what I was thinking, dude. If you can make a donut with like a waffle like base to it, then you add like a nice egg on top of it. Maybe even turn it into a waffle sandwich or a donut waffle sandwich. You, you can even make it a runny egg too if they're going to sit and eat it. But if it's going to be like one of those things like a donut where you just take it and kind of walk with it and eat it, you can do it scrambled. Make sure. like, a, like a breakfast sandwich, drizzle a little bit of maple syrup on top of it, add a, a dash of cinnamon. Dude, sure. you're off to the races, my friend. And I actually just, uh, you know, I have I had some spare time on my hands. The winter time, we don't really do a lot of uh, events. And so it's kind of slow. And so in between, you know, this idea and that idea, I came up with a thought of why not make uh, an ice cream cone out of a donut instead of making, you know, uh, baked in the oven, take our donut dough, wrap it around a metal uh, item, and then plop that in the fryer like you would a cannoli shell, for example and then take it out, you'll have a, uh, an ice cream cone shaped device made out of donut and then fill it like we would our other donuts and then you can kind of have a walking donut cone. Sounds so, like it's a lot better than Elon Musk's super truck. <laughs> His might go a lot faster, but ours are a lot more delicious, I'll tell you. Yours <laughs> works faster in the colon, that's all that's needed. <laughs> Amen. So yeah, I mean, you got to constantly try to push the envelope and and uh, come up with new ideas. Again, a lot of them they sound crazy to you know to most people, but something you know some of the times these things just do work out. So um, you know, it's uh, sometimes my daughter gets a little discouraged when we're you know we're working, we're at events, and we hand out samples and. You know, nine people out of 10 just keep on walking or they just come by and get the sample and keep on moving. And I, I try to teach her, you know, it's just you're one more no closer to a yes. So you come up with something that doesn't work. You know what? Don't get discouraged. Don't get disappointed. Just keep on coming up with new ideas. So that, that's how we roll. And that's how we keep going, you know. Do you typically try and go to other places and experience more donuts to see if you can expand your profile, maybe learn a little bit, see if the idea that you have is maybe created in a different way? Absolutely. So uh, one of the biggest joys that I have in life is actually traveling. So uh, my wife and I were avid uh, hikers. We, we do uh, national parks is kind of our little our thing. So whenever we travel, we usually try to take two trips a year minimum and we go hiking. And so whenever we go to a new uh, city or a new state or a new country, even we try to eat. And I always try to keep my eye out for new ideas. And like you said earlier uh, in our conversation about when you go somewhere and you try something different, kind of think about what you've just tried and, and then try to bring it back home and either copy it exactly or just spin it off into something that 
uh, may work for your concept or your business. And so we're always on the lookout for new menu ideas. You know, it, this may sound weird, but I was in the bathroom the other day at a, at my day job, uh, brings me to a lot of uh, pharmaceutical companies and in the restroom and the little, I don't know what you call it, the urinal cake, I guess it's called. It smelled like orange creamsicle. I'm like, oh my God. Dude, I was thinking before you joined the podcast about a freaking <laughs> creamsicle or no, it was a sherbet or something type of, um, yes. Uh, yes. like a, like a nice donut that made with sherbet. But I was like, how would you make that even happen? I was like, Dude, I do you remember know. we used to get those as kids? It would be those orange, I think they're called push-up pops or whatever. Yes, that's exactly what right? I was thinking of too. The sherbet <laughs> yes. popsicles or the, the yes, orange creamsicles yes. you used to get. Absolutely. So we're, we're going to, uh, on the food truck, we will have the ability, uh, we'll have a freezer on there. So we're thinking about adding some ice creams, maybe some basic vanilla chocolate strawberry, but knowing myself, it'll probably turn into like avocado, uh, you know, all kinds of other crazy oh, concepts like of ice creams, right? ice cream. <laughs> yeah. I Look, I don't... Ooh, I, that was I, my favorite. Really? It's my favorite growing up. Dude, we, again, we went out like... We went out like twice a year. I was one of seven kids. So we went out like twice a year for like a, out to dinner. And it was this Chinese restaurant that we would go to. I know that they don't even have those anymore as far as restaurants go. But the, the end of the meal, they would bring out this tiny little dish with a little scoop of pistachio ice cream and with a little uh, fortune cookie on top. That's a fucking um, trick, dude. That's a trick. Shit, it could have been wasabi. You didn't even know. You would have. It might have been like anyway. sweetened wasabi with like MSG. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what was in it? But dude, to this day, I still love pistachio ice cream. It's, it's insane. It's got to be green though. It's got to be the green one. My taste changed. I think I only went to one place at one time to get ice cream out, but usually it was like buying the store ice cream. I mean, growing up when I was a kid, it was chocolate everything. Oh, then like. I see. I like my like we got the three tub ones, you know the ones that had the the ice cream split. Like the middle was uh, chocolate, the right was vanilla, and the left was like rainbow. My brother yeah. would kill the rainbow or vanilla, and I'd just go for the chocolate. And then I remember actually having vanilla, and I was like, wow, this is actually pretty good. And you drizzle some chocolate syrup on it. This is when I noticed my dad was a bit of a psychopath because he was like, <laughs> take your ice cream when it's in the bowl. Instead of just eating it like that, just mash it up and make it into like a milkshake. There you go. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like you changed the game, bro. And he's like, I know, yep. right? But my yep. grandfather, we went to a store one time, an ice creamery, and um, it was Cold Stone or something. We're looking at all the flavors like Rocky Road my grandmom got. My grandfather was like, let me get vanilla. And then some woman beside us was like looking. She's like, let me try the chocolate. Let me try the double chocolate. Let me try the triple chocolate. I'm like, what's the fucking difference? It's more <laughs> chocolate. And I was like 15 and my grandpa turned around. He's like, look, I was thinking the same thing, but you're 15 and I'm going to get shit for that. And I was like, I don't know what you want me to say, man. She was taking a very long time. That's crazy, man. It's those moments though, like when you, you know, like friendly's ice cream or something with like chocolate chip cookie dough. And I thought about maybe adding co chocolate chip cookie dough to a fucking donut. Honestly, it's just at this point, it's like, let's just throw a bunch of stuff together and see what works. Because I mean, I was not a super big fan of donuts. I ended up stopping eating them when I was like 14 years old. I know what's still good though, but my buddy owns the fractured prune here in Ocean City, Maryland. Oh, so, yeah. Yep. 
yeah, he owns that place and his house is filled with donuts. And I'm over there like, what's for breakfast? He's like, donuts, dude. We own a donut shop. So he pull out all these crazy combinations of fucking donuts you've never seen before. And I'm like looking at him. I'm like, dude, I don't even eat donuts. He goes, then you're starving, dude. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, we, I can't I can ride down to McDonald's and grab me an egg McMuffin. Yeah, you, well, you got to like, like we like I said before, we have our, you know, my wife calls it the spoils of victory, you know, it's whatever's left over from the event, and we're not going to waste that stuff. So we try to repurpose it into, you know, something crazy. And sometimes my daughter, like, uh, going back to the bagels again, she, she comes up with some ideas. And I'm like, that sounds awful. And then she's like, just try it, just try it. So she'll come up with something like a cinnamon raisin bagel. And then she'll get tuna fish and like lettuce and tomato and all that stuff and put it on there. And I'm like, that just sounds disgusting. She said, just try some. I take a bite of it and I'm like, oh my God, I can't Look, believe how good that is. It's- I, I, I learned from a young point when I went to Olive Garden that if you mix their breadsticks with the vanilla ice cream, the garlic and the vanilla <laughs> complement each other so well. Yep. It, it's amazing. You got to try it. You got to try it. If you have Snapchat, there's a thing called late night eats. There are people that take hot Cheetos and they put them on a pickle. They have people that do chocolate in a pickle. They have people that do the weirdest shit I have ever seen before. And I have a buddy who's a Philadelphia food reviewer. And I was looking at stuff. I was like, a lot of this stuff seems like something a 15 year old would eat. And I ended up talking to him. He's like 35 years old. And I'm like, dude, like, mostly when you get older people slow down when it comes to like their health and what they're eating but it was interesting because he's got a lot of good reviews on there too and you know it's like i said the world's changing it's completely different and to stay with the times you got to also jump in with it and that's what you know if anyone who studies as you get older right um i'm not a spring chicken but as you get older you start seeing things they come back again you know the styles from you know, 20 or 30 years ago, oh, the haircuts, you know, the uh, like the dessert type of um, items that people enjoy, they, they all do. Let's face it, it's hard to come up with new revolutionary ideas. So the same shit that you had from 30 years ago will come back again in another form. And then people think it's revolutionary, but um, th- there really is a limited or a finite amount of ideas out there. And so what what we strive to do is just take the basic something everyone knows like a donut and then just try to make it as different as possible. And so you, you stay in the same genre of donuts, but what's three things that you wish would come back. So that's a tough question. I I can name three right now, or at least two moon shoes. I would love moon shoes. Um, Two, I would have to say old cartoons like Johnny Bravo and then drive-in movies. Oh, I would agree with that one. Drive-in movies. I've, I've never been to a drive-in theater, dude. Neither have I, man. And I, I know it's got to be an amazing experience. I was going to – I'm thinking uh, back in my day, those starter jackets were all the rage where people would wear, you know, the New York Giants jackets and those funky – there was those like kind of like sweatpants but not really and they had every – football team had their own but they were like zebra striped or like bengal striped or yeah those yeah. crazy things zubaz i think they were called or um those are pretty big i'm a big video here in new jersey red bank uh, it's called yestercades and so we like the old video games so if those came back i'd be perfect perfectly okay with that 
Um, or a nice movie rental like fucking Blockbuster. Blockbuster, right? Like I've got Netflix, we've got Hulu, we've got this and that, and it seems like they play the same garbage over and over and over again. There's never anything on. Kids will never know <laughs> what it's like to when you order takeout to just order from one place because for me as a kid, you were stuck to that fucking menu. There was no ordering from Domino's and the guys picking up also <laughs> McDonald's. Uber Eats fucked them. But with Blockbuster, kids will never know that awkwardness to walk up. Can I rent this video game? Are you above the age of 18? No. $20. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think that's one of the, I mean, obviously with the technological advancements and all the, you know, the opportunities that kids have at, basically they've got a supercomputer in their hands and at all times. And when we were kids, you know, we were eating dirt and setting ants on fire with, with uh, magnifying glasses. But nowadays, the, the options are limitless. I mean, the, the kids really are, they have an information overload. They've got choices galore. I mean, it's, it's really an amazing time to be alive. But, you know, there's also like a lot of the things that we grew up having that the generations now and, and the ones that are coming up behind us will never have. So uh, I guess it's, it's a fine line between having excess and then missing out on things that, you know, when we were kids, maybe we took for granted, but you know, these guys will never, ever have, unfortunately. So, bro, you want to know something that'll, you want to know something that'll make the kids freak out if you make it and turn it into a donut? What's that? Add Nutella as like a, an all over kind of glaze to a donut. Then you take crushed up chocolate Oreo, um, drizzle it up on top and add gummy worms to it. Fucking kids oh, would lose. So their we do, shit. we do actually have, one of our best sellers, we call it the Nutty Nutella. Uh, it's got toasted hazelnuts. It's got uh, chocolate filling. And then we do put Nutella on it. And then uh, we actually toyed around with the idea of calling it the One-Eyed Cyclops, which is a little redundant. But it, we put a Ferro Rocher cookie on top. And so it's kind of looking up at you as a, as a Cyclops. And so we're, we're trying to come up with some ideas, uh, taking, again, what we have already. So Nutella and chocolate. Uh, the gummy worms may be a great idea. Maybe uh, kind of ground up the Oreos and make them look like dirt and then kind of have like the, the worm coming out of it, like like a, I don't know, a, a dirt donut or something like that. So that, that's a really good idea, actually. It's so, amazing. yeah, we're, we're constantly, constantly trying to push the envelope and kind of, it's only a nuanced thing. You don't need to get crazy. Like we, I was, you know, looking through the, um, on the side of the, the fluff package of a couple months back and saw on there, try a fluffer nutter. I'm like, ah, fluffer nutter. I've got the peanut butter here. I've already got the fluff here. Why not put them together? And we, we put a peanut butter cookie on it. Those, uh, I forget what they're called, the uh, nutter, nutter butters. Nutter butters. Um, so we ground them up and put them on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, they're like oval shaped peanut butter cookies. We put them on there too. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's something simple as just like combining two things that you already know or you already have like in your fridge. You ever watch uh, like a, a TV show called Chopped on the Food Network? It's all about taking what you have in front of you and then trying to make it as delicious as possible. So sometimes it's as simple as that. That's how you truly tell a master chef or at least someone with uh, these creativity is when they can truly take something out of nothing and turn it into something. Absolutely. And then, you know, growing up as, you know, we 
we weren't, uh, we didn't come from a wealthy upbringing. So, um, you know, we came home from school. If my mom was out working as many days she did, and my dad, we would kind of be on our own to find something to eat. So we would open the cupboards up and grab whatever was in there. And, and you know, one of the things we, <laughs> we came up with was uh, tuna fish with macaroni and cheese and peas. You know, we always had all that in the cupboard. So we'd mix that all together. And that was one of the best things I ever had when I was a kid. So look, you know, you're struggling when you reach for uh, what is it? Wheat germ in your closet. (laughs) I didn't know what that was, but it was the only thing in there. And I took a giant spoonful of that. And let me tell you something, you're okay with not eating. That's it, man. Sometimes you're desperate though. When you're starving and you're desperate, You'll do desperate things. So desperate times come for desperate measures, but desperate meanings have desperate donuts. You like that? I didn't. <laughs> I do like that. I do <laughs> like that. Nice one, man. Nice one. <laughs> well, David, I really appreciate you coming out and doing the podcast. I know it was like a drop of the hat type thing, but I really want to give you here a minute at the end to kind of promote your content, your page, your works, and hopefully this food truck that's coming out because I'll I'll be that customer. Awesome, Robbie. I appreciate that. So, yeah, um, our, our tagline is we create handcrafted, hot and fresh, made-to-order donuts. So we do uh, events all over the New Jersey, uh, New York, Philadelphia, uh, metro areas. We do um, weddings, birthdays, caterings, corporate events. But the bulk of the time, you'll find us at food truck events. So if you'll follow us on Instagram or Facebook, our handle is at Donut Evolution. And we spell that like you would dough, D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T, evolution, E-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N. So at Donut Evolution, we also launched our website about a month ago. That's www.donutevolution.com. You'll see our logo. It's Again, it's a giant, cute little dinosaur taking a bite out of a big um, donut. Uh, a pink frosted donut with sprinkles. It kind of resembles like the, the Homer Simpson type uh, pink glazed donut. So that's our logo. And uh, we really appreciate the opportunity to be on here with you today. And uh, if anybody wants to know anything about us, just check us out on social media. We'd really appreciate it. Well, thank you for listening to this episode out of the blank podcast and stay tuned for our next episode.